Hello everyone, welcome to Cricket with an Accent. This is Saqib Ali and I'm joined by Bharat Ramraj. If you are on Twitter and follow cricket, Bharat is, you know, a known name. So welcome Bharat. He's a, a editor, co-editor at uh, CrickBuzz. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing fine. Thank, Thank you, you for the kind words. No, I mean, you are a cricket knowledge powerhouse. You, Sankit and some of the other guys keep keep people like us honest. So it's, it's good to finally talk to you. This is your second time on the podcast. And uh, yeah, uh, let's talk about uh, the big India-Australia series coming up. But let's address the Indian squad first. The Test match squad, uh, I think a strong squad of 18 has been announced. And there have been yes. three surprises. So I want your opinion. Uh, let's start at the top of the order. Uh, Murli Vijay comes back after, you know, he was dropped yeah. the first two tests and then had a decent run at the county circuit. But did you see him making a comeback after Prithvi Shah and KL Rahul uh, were given the nod against the series uh, versus West Indies. No, I believe uh, you need some experience for a tour like Australia. Otherwise, they would have had to go with uh, Samoyank Agarwal, KL Rahul and Pritish of the three inexperienced openers. So, in that sense, they needed someone with experience and he did well last time around. You, of course, you can also say the same that he did well in England in 2014, but why he failed in England this time around? But the difference here is Austin tracks, of course, you won't see the same for a moment and leaves the cook over a ball and this game which is based on balance and economic movement. I believe you may do well in Austria. So they needed some experience and that is the reason perhaps they gone with the Murli So you use the term economy of movement and I've followed you and some of your conversations on Twitter. I do get an idea. So can you just explain to the listeners what is that in very simple term and why will it be not that big a factor in Australia compared to England? See, look at a lot of modern-day batsmen have some really fancy triggers. With Murli Vijay, it's more about judgment. For example, if he wants to move forward, move forward just enough. If he wants to move back, he moves back just enough. You think of, say, batsmen like Treskoff, say David Gower. I'm not saying he's, he's as classy as David Gower, but all these guys depended on pretty much economic movement. But move forward or back just enough. And in terms of Austin conditions, as I said, the ball doesn't really move around as much. Uh, they don't leave much grass. And uh, with Kokovara ball being used, uh, this game based on uh, balance and economic movement, you may do better in uh, Austin conditions on harder decks. Harder decks. Uh, thanks for that. Uh, another basic question on my part. Does economy of movement, uh, is it more applicable to top order batsmen or it's uh, applicable across hmm. the batting order? No, not necessarily. It's not like that. Uh, some batsmen depend on that. For example, Keaton Jennings, he, he is pretty much uh, copied Treskoff's technique, but is not able to do it instinctively move forward or back just enough. So, when this sort of game, uh, just this is the sort of game when suddenly you find yourself in poor form, you can look very bad. And I think that's what happened in Murli Vijay in England. Suddenly his balance went heavy and they pretty much uh, looked out of sorts or out of depth. Hmm. Okay, so let's uh, bring in the selection committee because in the last few years, you know, Virat Kohli has been at the top of the decision making at least you would think he has a lot of say as most captains in the past. And uh, you think uh, also bringing in Vijay is, uh, is, is a signature of, uh, or, or more like a signal of Kohli uh, kind of believing, okay, you need experience, even though he's been 
very pro aggressive and and batsmen who want to dominate an attack like rohit sharma and shikhar dhawan and now dhawan doesn't find a place but uh, mudli vijay is uh, at least like you said is going to be in the mix of things maybe he won't play the first test but his experience is there so you think that's uh, some sort of admission by kohli and shastri that okay you know not uh, you know everything is about aggression you can still uh, you know play a session out and have valuable contribution to, to towards your team no sure it's Kohli or Shastri's sort of idea, but maybe it's, I think selection committee itself, maybe MSK Prasad through the selection committee because Kohli or Shastri, Shastri himself once sort of indirectly compared Dhawan with ABD Villas. So, I'm not sure it's their idea because they sort of always back Shikhar Dhawan or Murali Vijay. Mm-hmm. It's basically you needed some experience. If you look at, you see, you can't take three experienced openers uh, to a tour like Australia or England or New Zealand or South Africa. You need at least one experienced opener there. And that is why I believe Murali Vijay got the nod. And he also did well for uh, a six-season always. So yeah, he did got his form back. He had a good, some good run of scores there. So let's talk about the man who is not going to make this tour, uh, Shikhar Dhawan. And again, uh, personally, uh, I'm a bigger believer in the abilities of KL Rahul, but then uh, he himself has been found out, especially as an opener in England, more than a few times getting clean bowled. Uh, so between the two, you think with the long-term uh, vision in mind, you think uh, giving a go to Rahul and Prithvi Shaw, is that the right move? Or this is the kind of tour where you should have included Shikhar Dhawan because uh, you know he hasn't been a great success overseas, but he still has the experience and he's he's played in all conditions now. I believe Shikhar Dhawan has always been given enough chances and he pretty much, uh, pretty much if you see with his batting, the same mistake again and again. So, for example, he plays across and his head falls away and he gets out a little bit of times. So, if you do the same mistake again and again, perhaps, like this one, you thought, enough is enough. KL Dhawan at least has edge on his side. He also has a few weaknesses. If you notice in the recent past, as I said, he's getting bored or LBW. With his uh, front foot going right across, he has that forward press and is going right across and is getting LBW gold. But at least he has age on his side. So I, I believe finally they thought enough is enough with that one. Uh, pretty sure he did well in West Indies once you do well. Of course, West Indies is not in the good side, the good test side. But whatever it is, it's, uh, you have to think of it as a chance. So once he's done well, they couldn't have dropped him for sure. And he has a lot of raw skill. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, and, and the other thing is, Australia, again, uh, you know, we all have been following cricket there. When Tendulkar yes. made his debut long time ago, again, when Azhar was captain and Alan Border was the other captain, uh, you know, Perth, Brisbane, some of the wickets were very bouncy. Yes. But over the years, some of the surfaces are not as quick, at least. That's what I've heard, you know, uh, and also noticed, yes. you know, while watching. So what do we expect of the tracks this time? And you think uh, India going a few weeks early, you think, is that the game plan, what we're hearing? So in 2017 18 you know, we really noticed uh, most of the tracks were sort of turgid on the slower side, you know, say for the example, you know, for example, the Gaba, the Gaba track was very much on the slower side. Uh, the Melbourne track, of course, the curator then was uh, Michael Salvator who had taken over from, uh, who had just taken over at the time and he prepared pretty much a uh, dead track. So. Since then, uh, this Matthew Page has taken over from Salvator and uh, what I noticed is he said that 
uh, here is uh, injured the over the concrete base on a dropping surface a sand base a layer of sand base uh, has been, has put a layer of sand base so it's trying to create perhaps a natural environment we saw that in a couple of sheffield games uh, the ball was definitely moving there and there was variable bounce i remember the scott ball and paul guys produced uh, a, a client tell me that client awkwardly on uh, Mike Winter of uh, Mike Winter of South Australia and got him out. So there's a spicy track at MCG. So you may you may see uh, the track at MCG being a bit more spicy. The track at Perth, the new stadium, definitely had good pace and bounce this time around when South Africa and Australia played the one-day game. Even when Tom Curran took that five-wicket haul, it had good bounce last year in the one-day match. SCG, I believe, will be again flat uh, and. Uh, With regard to Adelaide, there is Damien Hay. Over the last three seasons, I believe he has been, he has been preparing the best track in Australia. Uh, there has been good bounce, decent bounce. Of course, when it's a day-night test, that's why he's leaving a bit more grass. Even for the ODA game, this time around between Australia and South Africa, in Adelaide, he left a bit of grass. So, we might see tracks with a bit more help for paces this time around. Mm-hmm. Uh, last in the last Ashes, in the 2017-18 Ashes, tracks are pretty much flat. So basically, uh, you know, for any touring side, I think grass and bounce are a deadly combination. And India saw, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, at least some of it in South Africa when they were there early this year. But these wickets could be, like you said, more spicy. So, what kind of batting technique is is suited for these conditions? Is it more like back foot play, horizontal bat, or what are the, some of the skill sets that Kohli and his men? will have to use to negate uh, these conditions obviously well, often conditions horizontal backshots comes into play as you only told but uh, we also have to think of the fact that with a bit more pace in the wicket with a bit more bounce in the wicket the batsman hangs back slightly gets caught in the crease it's neither going back or neither coming forward then will uh, definitely edge behind so even the forward play is pretty much important it's just like say if a batsman comes uh, to play on a turning wicket here in india definitely you will say front foot play is important but you can also go back and defend so in that sense your forward play is important because if if you get, if you hang back in a crease like say in the 2013 14 ashes english batsmen did that and uh, paid the price a lot of them including jorut melishko uh, they hung back in a crease in the 2017 18 ashes melishko did that and that led to their failures so Uh, back foot play, yes, horizontal back shots, pulls, cuts, uh, and that is why perhaps David didn't do so well as he should have in Australia, barring the 2003-04 Ashes, Ashes, the series in Australia. Mm-hmm. So, yes, even forward plays, I believe, important when you think about option conditions. Okay, so then let's uh, talk about the Indian top order. So, Cheteshwar Pujara, you know, has been the name, you know, we all have spoken about. He gets a lot of good yes. support on Twitter. Decent bloke, but, you know, hasn't really answered the bell. Uh, you know, had a mixed bag of run, but had a good 100 in England, but overall still, you know, should have scored a lot more runs, we all agree. So, is he is he, is he a lock in this series? Do you see, expect him to uh, pad up in more, more than few matches, uh, given what happened in England? Definitely, I think so. He scored at uh, 500. He uh, scored at 500 in uh, Southampton. So, definitely start in this. Uh, definitely start in this series. One issue perhaps for Pujara is just like Dravid is someone who is more of a defensive action. So, 
you know, in Australia, perhaps you have to play those horizontal backs of the Puns, the Cuts, so that can go against Pujara. It's a great uh, concentration prowess and all that. Uh, it has a few technical flaws. Uh, definitely, I can start, but uh, you know, the Indian think tank is seeing to back aggression, aggression or set defensive tactics. So, if you're facing a couple of tests, uh, then we just again uh, drop in. Yeah, a friend of mine who I do a lot of tennis podcasts with, he's also uh, you know very much of a cricket you know analyst himself. So he was telling me in an offline conversation that uh, you know I know Pujara has been under the gun, but this time I think the challenge would be between Rahane and Rohit Sharma. Even though Rahane is vice captain, does that make sense to you given the run of Rahane uh, recent form, or you think uh, Rohit Sharma is a mere backup, or how do you see that uh, lower middle order position? Uh, who has the edge right now? Well, I think Rahane definitely will start the series. As far as Rohit Sharma is concerned, then it will come down to whether India India wants Bhuvneshwar Kumar to play as an all-rounder with Hardik Pandya out there. Uh, that would be in the batting area perhaps would be weaker. In that sense, the batting area would be weaker. So then uh, Rohit Sharma might come into consideration and take six packs from there. Uh, so then I think Rohit Sharma will bat at six in that in that sense, it's, it's definitely someone who gets the backing, seems to get the backing of the Indian think tank. Of course, uh, there have been uh, sort of rumors that uh, there have been few problems between Kohli and Rose. And I, I don't need to, I don't think I need to go dig deep into it. Uh, but uh, it looks like with Hadik Pandey on there, Rose and just get into that Indian descent. Okay, so let's uh, stick a few more minutes on Rohit Sharma again. You know, the name, uh, you know, does, uh, he does, you know, uh, instigate a lot of conversation, good or bad, but, you know, he's definitely one of the best uh, white ball players. Uh, so, Bharat, you follow the pulse of cricket and uh, does, uh, do other countries also fall in the same trap as the mindset we see in India? Someone is doing really well uh, on the white ball front and all of a sudden they come back in the test team. Granted, you know, like he can play the horizontal shots, but when is the last time? Has he even played domestically uh, in, in red ball cricket format? I, I don't check. Maybe, you know, keep me honest here. But And this only this not only baffles me, Rohit Sharma, but then the other selections, which, you know, we'll talk about later. But uh, what is your take on, you know, the white ball exploits? Because, you know, majority of the calendar is white ball. And then all of a sudden, some of those guys just walk back into the test squad. There's no doubt that Rohit Sharma is a wonderful limited of batsman. He's great talent, amazing skills, someone who picks the length very early. Uh, but as you notice, the white football ball this stage doesn't really swing. It hardly swings. Maybe for three, four hours it swings. Uh, most likely the team is in prominence. That is why it doesn't swing. So he's someone who can play through the line, play on the up. So and he's very good at it. He's very good at it. And no doubt about that, playing to the line and playing in the up. That's how it works for him. Limited over games or 50 over games, T20 games. But in test cricket, when the ball moves around, uh, then uh, it's about technique and temperament. Perhaps he falls a bit short in that sense. And uh, that is why perhaps uh, struggles a bit in test cricket when he goes to say nations. Uh, it is definitely baffles me uh, that... Uh, Sometimes uh, selectors still based on uh, limited over success. Uh, you can say, of course, that Joe Spotter who came back in the England setup based on uh, his success in limited over cricket, but uh, that is pretty much one off. Uh, 
So Rohit Sharma, I, I think they they pretty much uh, based it on the fact that he can play uh, cuts and pulls well, and uh, they have taken a gamble here uh, by selecting for a test series. And uh, Hanuma Vihari, you know, he was a surprise call uh, in England and came in and even scored a fifty, and he makes this trip. Yes. So, do you think he's a tourist at this point? Of course, injuries can happen and it can change the, you know, uh, layout of the batting order for the tour. But right now, uh, assuming everyone is healthy, you think he's just going to be the Karun Nair of the series, or you think he'll get looks? It looks like the Indian think tanks seem to rate Hanuma very more than say, Karun Nair. He definitely has a game. If you want to go back to say the 2012 first half season, I remember him. Getting 191 against uh, Mumbai in a Ranji Trophy, Ranji Trophy game. He definitely has the temperament. Uh, of course, he flopped in the second innings at Oval when Ben Stokes got uh, that back of line delivery rise on him. So some sort of some started to question his technique there. Uh, but I think he will, he will be in the mix. Uh, it depends on the, maybe the first two tests he may not get them out if if say Rohit Sharma gets selected or someone else and he flops. Then I think Hanuma will come into the equation. They definitely rate him more. They definitely seem to rate him more than say Karunaya, for instance. What is your take? I mean, uh, how if you followed both cricketers, Karunaya had that you know magnificent uh, triple hundred, but since then you know yes. we haven't heard much from him. So you think uh, what's your take on that? You know, going to England, sat out all five matches, then yes. didn't make the West Indies. Now he's gonna be, I think, on the India A tour. Probably get a match there. And same for Mayank Agarwal, who came in for the West Indies. Uh, tour uh, at home recently, and now he's left out for the Australian touring party. Uh, I'm sure board has their own calculation. One, what is your take on uh, Karun Nair's ability as a Test batsman? What you have seen, uh, does he need uh, a bigger rope? And two, uh, what do you think of how these selections are handled? Where players get in and then they don't get a single game, and then they're dropped. Indian selection in recent times, I have to be very frank. Seems like more of a lottery In one one test, they pick one player. The next test, they seem to pick another player. For for example, I don't know how they picked Kulip Yadav for the last test. Uh, with so much rain around, that's that's why they lost That they picked an extra spinner uh, for the test. Uh, so it's hard to comment on Indian selections at the moment. As far as Karun Ayer is concerned, he started off for the series, cracked a brilliant triple hundred in the China test. But then the Australians seem to have found a little bit of weakness in Stepney, uh, the one with the one that uh, comes back in, in with the angle, or the one that nips back in, and he was getting bowled quite a few times. But I do remember in the Ranji Trophy game last year in Vidarbha, when uh, Rajnish Gurbani, who, who pretty much deals in nipping the ball back into the right-handed batsman, he, he uh, got a brilliant hundred. So he must perhaps has worked on his technique, and then the pitch was doing a little bit as well. Uh, so in that sense, he perhaps has worked a bit on his technique with the one that's coming into the batsman. Uh, but yeah, yes, see, Karuna has a lot of shots, definitely. But uh, perhaps a chink in his armor, slight chink in his armor that we saw when Australia exposed it. Uh, that perhaps the think tank uh, don't have a high opinion uh, about him in that sense. And. Uh, Tell our audiences because I know there's an India A tour to New Zealand coming up. Are there yes. any other names that we should be, you know, just keeping a track on? Some some of those names may be very good domestically, but we really haven't seen them uh, hit the international scene. Are you looking forward to any of the batters in those uh, India A tour matches? India A batters, yeah. 
Of course, as I said in the previous question as well, there's Mike Agarwal is scored a lot of runs in domestic cricket last season. And uh, then for the second and third games, uh, I think uh, Ravi Kumar Samat is coming in. Uh, it's not exactly at KL Rahul's level, he still has a little bit to go, but he's a bit of a dark horse, he's again from Karnataka. But if he keeps improving, he may just, uh, uh, he may just uh, be the one who will uh, dislodge Mayank Agarwal. Uh, there is also Abhiman Iswaran and the opener. There is Mohamad Siraj. I like him. This Mohamad Siraj, I think, is a good first class cricket, good first class pacer. He, he, I think he, he would have done well even in Australian conditions. He's a good thing in that aspect. There is also Rajneesh Gurbani. He, he, he is someone that tracks sea uh, movement consistently on Indian tracks, and then that's, that's a good sign. He also gets a little bit of contest swing. But the only issue perhaps with the Gurban is, uh, he seems to nip the ball back in the right-handed batsman all the time. Someone who doesn't straighten it. Uh, who else is there? There's our Subhan Gill, of course. I really love his batting. He's, he's a class batsman. Looks looks really class, at least to the eyes when you see him bat. Uh, so there, there, is, there, is, uh, there are enough skillful players uh, in that uh, squad. And uh, they're going to play New Zealand Day. This, uh, that's, that's, that's interesting, this New Zealand Day. Uh, seem to have, don't seem to have uh, really, what can I say, genuine clicks. They have this Logan Van Beek, uh, they have uh, Kyle Jamieson, uh, Scott Cooklegen, and uh, there's uh, Blair. Yeah, it's Blair. So this, these guys are not quick, so I don't know how much they will get out of playing New Zealand Day. Suddenly they're going to play next Australia against three, three quicks, or likely going to bowl 145, 145 plus on decks that are harder than. Uh, what we are likely going to see in New Zealand. I'm sorry, I just uh, got got away from the track. We just wanted to say something about New Zealand as well. No, actually, I have a relative question to that. Uh, again, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, Australia and uh, New Zealand, you know, are kind of cricketing neighbors and in the same hemisphere yes. uh, of the world. But uh, I always, at least the notion I grew up watching cricket, I always felt uh, the conditions were kind of different playing there. So you think, uh, still, I mean, it's, it's a good good outlet for these India batters to go there and, you know, even Aj- Ajinkya Rahane is going to play the first game. But do you think uh, the conditions do really add up as you can use this as a preparation ground for Australia or do you think they're quite different as day and night? Uh, the conditions were definitely in New Zealand for a long time. It was pretty much on the slow side. You would get a lot of slow pitches there. But in the recent past, a couple of tracks, Perhaps uh, you, you would see a little bit more bounce uh, on a basin reserve. I think the New Zealand uh, England game that was played recently, uh, I think it was at Eden uh, Park, the test match, and then that had a bit more bounce. So, a couple of tracks, but they're going to play the first game at Bay Oval. Uh, at Bay Oval, you usually see ODS and T20s from my faint memory. Maybe Philander, Trent Bolt, and Henry have got wickets there, but again, they have got those wickets uh, uh, due to movement. So, don't know how much it will help India in terms of conditions. Uh, they could have used, actually, they could have gone to Australia with the India squad. And as a shadow, shadow side, they, shadow squad, they could have gone to Australia India. And they could have also used the, used the facilities at the National Centre at the Cub, at the Allen Border Fields in uh, Brisbane. So, I don't know why the India is... Squad is the New Zealand here, in a sense. Okay, uh, before we talk about the Australian bowlers who are going to be coming hard at the Indian uh, batsmen, another name uh, that got lost in the conversation here 
is Shreyas Iyer. You know, he looked, you know, promising player not too long ago. Even got looks in, I think, the coloured format. Uh, but hasn't made his test debut yet. And now, is he still in the contention? What is his status? What's going? What's gone wrong with this lad? <laughs> First of all, it's very hard. This is very hard to think of India selections. Uh, but Shai Sari has scored a lot of runs or, or many seasons. Uh, maybe he's a kind of player who's a bit like Sehwag in that sense because uh, he's a very attacking, very attacking batsman. And when you think of guys like Mayank Agarwal, Shreyasair, uh, this sort of batsman, I think they, they thrive on confidence. When, when they're confident, they really look good. Uh, and probably they don't have the technique in that sense. Uh, so maybe the think tank uh, don't write him highly. I, I hard to say in that sense. But he's someone who thrives on confidence. I've seen him in domestic cricket. I did a couple of text comment. I did a couple of games as text commentator somewhere in 2015-16 in the Ranji Trophy. The first ball he faced, he charged on the track and hit it for a second ball. I think he hit it for a four or a six, and that's how he plays. So those are the batsmen. The third one confidence. They need that confidence. You could see even with the Mayank Agarwal in the IPL this year, he just looked short of confidence. So. Perhaps they don't really rate his technique. Hmm. Okay, so uh, let's bring on the Australian seamers. I think it's a world-class attack at home conditions and uh, with some of the key batsmen, you know, Smith and Vaughan are not going to be part of uh, the the team. So Australia definitely has uh, a very experienced bowling unit that could come in handy against this Indian team. So who are some of the matchups? Uh, what are some of the matches that excite you? You know, like Cummins versus the Indian top order or Hazelwood coming at them. And in other words, who who can pose uh, more difficulties to the to the Indian Indian batters? I believe among the three places, Pat Cummins is the most complete of the lot. When you could see in South Africa, he was he was the world ball both ways. He swung. He gets a little bit of swing, not much. If with the new ball, of course, they don't use him with the new ball, and they. Gets uh, exact same moments of surface and he bowls a good pace and he has a good bumper as well. Uh, there is Josh Hazelwood, of course, Josh Hazelwood is someone who hit the seam all the time, just around and that one square foot window outside off, so at good pace, 140, 140 plus. Uh, I believe Hazelwood is a kind of bowler who needs a little bit in the track, uh, maybe a bit of variable bounce, then he becomes a real threat. Uh, then you have Mitchell Stark. In Mitchell Stark, uh, I believe they select Stark on the basis that he bowls this Jaffas. He can go for, say, 50 runs in 10 hours, and suddenly he comes in and bowls those couple of Jaffas. In terms of matchups, uh, I'm looking forward to this Crowley versus Pat Cummins battle. Uh, Pat Cummins uh, in that uh, India Oscar series did trouble Crowley a little bit. So I'm looking forward to it. That one and Pat Cummins is definitely, I believe, the most talented of the three paces they have. Hmm. They also have, of course, Nathan Lyon on Austin tracks because he gets worse spin. He's just a handful on those tracks. And even if you look at their Benson as Chris Revan, uh, he can be very useful if one of the top Austin paces, three, three, one of them gets injured and they do get injured these three paces. So if one of them gets uh, uh, it's, uh, suffers an injury, then there's Chris Trevent and the tall pacer who bowls at decent pace and he's taken some 17 18 wickets in the second season this season. So, yeah, they, they have a very good pace attack for hard decks. I genuinely believe 
for Hardex, they have the best pace attack going around. Uh, so it will be interesting to see how the Indian batsmen cope up this uh, Austrian trio of paces. And, and, and also Nathan Lyon. Yeah, Bharat, so you mentioned uh, Pat Cummins, you know, had some moments against Virat Kohli and, uh, you know, it's no secret, Kohli had one of his all-time worst series when Australia toured India a few years ago. Of yes. course, it could be written off as a one-off. Do you think what worked there in India's, in the Indian conditions, you know, do you think that could come into play here or do you think there was just like some bad luck on Kohli or did they have him, uh, you know, found wanting at some moments? Yes. And uh, what do you expect of that matchup as a unit versus Kohli? What, are, what can we expect? More than technically, just back him. He's such a talented bowler, of course. Virat Kohli is a wonderful batsman. He also has a small weakness here, here or there. So, and when you're up against champion fast bowler like Pat, I mean, Kohli himself is a champion batsman. Uh, you'll definitely see if he has battle. And uh, then, so I just bowl it in the channel outside of, as you know, and uh, Virat Kohli has slight weakness there sometimes. And, and also, these days, with a forward press. Uh, some bowlers have started to bowl the one that nips back in to Kohli. So it's just, uh, it's just a class bowler for me. Of course, his, his injuries have sort of stalled his career patterns. He should have played a lot more. Hmm. But uh, when he bowls, he just looks quality. Yeah. Okay, so another question I think uh, is actually stemming from a comment made by Virinder Seva a few days ago when uh, he said uh, the absence of Smith and Warner really won't affect Australia because they're playing in the backyard in their quality team. While they are in the backyard and they probably have enough talent, but that's, to me, that's the equivalent of saying if Australia or England come to India and uh, Kohli and Pujara are missing from a test series. So I think you, you cannot, uh, you know, you cannot uh, disc- yes. discount, you know, the absence of Smith and Warner. What's your take? See, in terms of the batting, it's, uh, I can't remember, maybe you have to go... F- Right back to 1977, and they didn't have those Parker stars, and they had uh, players like Ogilvy, Hibbert, uh, Peter Tuhi, Bob Simpson was there at the age of 40, uh, maybe Graham Wellop and Good also played in that series. I can't remember uh, backing in that is as good a par as the one that you're likely going to see in this series. Even Usman Kawada is struggling with his, with his injury, and he's a very good batsman, especially at home especially when he plays at home. So it's, it's a batting unit that has uh, many issues, uh, plenty of issues. Of course, they have two, three batsmen coming through. There is, uh, uh, I think there is Marcus Harris, who scored got 250, 250 not out against New South Wales. On a track that was doing a bit at the MCG. And uh, then you have Jake Lehman, also like this Scottish Patterson, but of course he doesn't get hundreds. for over 160 runs in this Sheffield uh, Shield this season. But it's a batting that has problems without Warner, without Smith, even Bancroft. If you, if you notice, he did reasonably okay, he did a decent job, he did a decent job in a few tests he played for Australia in South Africa and Ashes. So they have issues there, especially with Usman Kaoja also struggling with his injury. Yeah, so it, it is like you mentioned, rightfully, uh, kind of not a very composed batting unit for Australia. And... Uh, and on the other hand, uh, this Indian attack has been hailed as one of the best ever, you know, touring Indian attacks in terms of pace and, uh, you know, Ishan Sharma's resurgence after he worked with Jason Gillespie and uh, Bumrah and, you know, the ability to take 20 wickets, not relying totally on spinners. So, w- 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 which of the four ballers you see getting most of the looks in this series? Of course, again, it's a question a good month away before the series even starts, yes. but... Uh, 
uh, what four are you going to be in your lineup if india do play six batsmen four balls likely would be sam samma in my opinion sami so sam samma sami and bumra three paces along with the one sooner i don't know who uh, who will the pick the might pick ravindra jadeja as well they were located because he did did well at all uh, but there's also umesh adho who might have a chance i i believe slight perhaps slightly better than sami in terms of hitting the deck for austin conditions bhuneshwar kumar is also there but uh, if bhuneshwar kumar has to play then perhaps we're looking at a star bowler who can use that scramble scene or the bubble ball of it's a 10 to a loss of 10 to a loss the kokabara ball won't do anything it really won't do anything so the austin so the indian pacers have to look at dangerous uh, like uh, the bubble ball bubble scene ball or the scramble scene ball maybe if Bhuneshwar Kumar can bowl the sort of stuff and also uh, if they think that he can bat then he can get into the test side otherwise I see Shami, Shant and Bumbra likely playing Dumesh having decent chance of getting in there hmm. Another knack that's on Muhammad Shami is again uh, it could be again a casual you know fan talk is that he bleeds runs but he's a wicket taker so in test matches you think uh, old school test matches you rather have a wicket taker or you rather have a ishan sharma who if he's not taking wickets he's still controlling one end so the double x or mohammad sami someone the problem the issue with the one issue with mohammad sami i can see is at least at least in south africa the first thing is really struggling for him and then second second thing he will do well But he really bowled well in England. There's no doubt about that. He was touch unlucky, I believe. Uh, so, yes, he's a wicket taker. And you also need someone like Ishan Sama. I thought he bowled really well in Australia. So, he combined well uh, spaces. And there's Bumbra of 46 period of this attack. There's no doubt about that. Ishan Sama uh, in England, he bowled with really good control. You need someone like that, especially in Austin conditions. Of 10 to 12 hours, the ball won't really do anything. the next whatever 56 hours it won't do anything and you need someone who can just plug away in that corridor of uncertainty or that one square foot window outside the office some say and uh, just have to bowl with control during those 40-50 hours and someone like Ishan Shama can do it so they definitely is very much in their plans and in, I think you need both of them in that sense hmm. uh, control as well as uh, wicketing ability Okay, so Bharat, let's do a quick uh, turnaround here and talk some white ball cricket concerns of Indian fans. Of course, you know, uh, India did reasonably well against the West Indies after the first three ODIs had, were tightly contested. And then, of course, they ran away with it. But uh, with the World Cup less than, uh, what, eight months away now, uh, you think the batting lineup is as settled as you would like to be? You think Amati Raidu uh, is your number four? Like, of course, now they, they have pretty much leaned with the fact that he is going to be that guy and then uh, Mahindra Singh Dhoni, you know, every time he gets out, there's a new conversation. So, how do you see those two components going into the World Cup? Amati Rai, of course, he did well in the West Indies against West Indies. So, obviously, he'll get the odds. And they seem to give him a long rope. Seem to have decided to give him a long rope. See, someone who scored the runs, perhaps he doesn't look... Great, great show and many bats, but especially in spaces. Uh, but uh, when he scores, runs have to in the not. Uh, so Amati Raidu, I believe, will definitely be in their plans. As far as Amazon is concerned, his ability, if you notice, his aura is just not there. 
ஒருத்தர் you know comes closer and maybe we'll even have a panel discussion uh, come the first test so thanks for doing this and uh, yeah we shall do this again thank, thank you very much you.